Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name's Josh. Hey, I'm Andrew, and we are This Jesus Life Podcast. Josh, what's up, my man? How are you doing? Happy March. Dude, March already. And it's been a few weeks since uh, we came around to this podcast world uh, because life has been nuts. There's too many things going on. Yeah, and fitting a podcast in has been difficult, to be honest. Fitting anything in has been difficult, man. <laughs> like, your life has been drastically more crazy now that you're like, ah, we have this huge building. Let's just go ahead and build it out into our church space immediately. That's quite a lot of work. Um, yeah. Mine's crazy. We start weekly services this weekend. Wow. Dang. So if you're listening That's to cool. this, they would have just happened. But if you're in the, in the wow. Colorado Springs area, come check us out. Hillcity.church. Weekly services, man. That's a big deal, man, because you guys have been meeting once a month, right? So this is mm-hmm. like a major shift. This is a huge shift. I don't think we realize how huge of a shift. And we thought it would be a great idea to not only take on this, but take on the build out of a building um, as well. So it's just it's a lot going on right now. Dude, that is a lot going on. Yes. I just have We'll get there. Slowly but you know, I just have normal life on my plate. But for me, uh we've had like colds and stuff going through our house in the last week. So that's made things a little extra crazy. And like I was telling you before we jumped on, like last night had to take my dog to the pet hospital uh out of the blue, you know, she was feeling How'd you find one? Uh so first Googling, then we called like the closest one that's like right down the road. And we're like, can we come in? And even though they had pet hospital in the name, they're like, we're not for emergencies. Go to this place. So they recommended and we went. Gotcha. But yeah, man. I always wondered that. Like you're in the middle of an emergency with your dog. You're like, where the heck do I take them? Uh. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. But she's okay for the record. Um Hopefully she's still okay by the time this podcast is heard, but it was stressful and one was one of those things you just don't see coming and it's like, oh, got to figure that out right now. So anyway, man, it's good to be back with you though, man. I uh, yes. One of our last podcasts was like one of our most fun to do for me personally. I, I think both of us just enjoyed it a lot about God being faithful and I know we have a different topic this week, but even though we haven't done a podcast for a few weeks. Thanks for still listening, people. We hope you liked the last episode, and uh, and we hope you like this one, too. So thanks for coming back, even though we've been a uh, little bit busier than normal in this season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to remember the last episode that we recorded um, and what the topic was, because for the life of me, I couldn't remember it. But I do remember enjoying it. I was like, oh, this is a cool conversation. Uh, and probably because like God is faithful is one of those lessons that we learn over and over and over again. Yeah. You know, the, the stretching of my faith in this season is, is pretty high. Um, you know, learning to trust God in all circumstances is, is never a fun uh, lesson to learn. Um, but at the same time, in the midst of learning that lesson, you end up in a much better place coming out of it with greater faith. But um, yeah, dude, uh, tell us a little about this series and, and where we're headed. Dude, well, uh, we have done a little bit of this before, but um, we decided that like a good place to spend some time would really be in like attributes of God, 
things we know to be true about the God we follow. Yahweh, God the Father, maker of all things. Uh, So we've talked about a few things. Last time we podcasted, we talked about this idea of God being faithful. I think we've covered God being righteous, and my memory's going blank now, Josh. I know there are at least two others, but... Oh, God being holy, God being righteous, God is faithful, um, and at least one other. But today, we are going to be spending time on on really an attribute of like timeliness, but we're going to call it God is always on time. And, um, and it should be a cool discussion. This one, we have some good scripture to talk from, but I think we'll also have just some good examples of ways that God has maybe showed up in our lives, uh, in a way that was on his time frame and not ours, but that we can look back at and say, yeah, God was exactly on time. Um, so one verse that I thought we'd kind of launch with to just have as an anchor and Josh, maybe, maybe before doing a bunch of reaction, feel free to react. But if there's other verses you want to do right at the outset, feel free to just jump on and go through it. So Maybe I'll start us in Second Peter or Second Peter chapter three, verse eight. And it says this, but do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day, or are like a day. Um I thought that'd be a cool place for us to start. Josh and I thought it would be a good place to start because this shows us God is on a different time scale than us. Like a thousand years can be a day, a day can be a thousand years. And I think the the reason that matters is like God created the whole system we're in, right? Like God is, God can be in the system like Jesus was, or like God the Father has been in the past. But he made the whole thing, including time and the concept of time that we live under and that we feel the effects of God can zoom way in and have a thousand a day be like a thousand years, you know, like that slow mode on your video camera, um, where it's like a five second clip can last 45 seconds with the frame by frame like that on steroids. God can do that with the day or he could step back and a thousand years could fly by if he wanted to. And it would, I don't know, God's inside and outside of time as he chooses to be. Um, What would you maybe add to that? Or what other verses do you think we should throw in the mix at the outset? Yeah, that's good. I think I would keep continuing in that in verse nine. Um, The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise. And this is the promise of his return. Um, As some understand slowness. Mm. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Um, I always think like, I always think it's that mind boggling idea that, you know, God, God is sovereign over everything. And it's hard for us to comprehend him outside of time because we're so, um, controlled by it, right? Like we can't jump from one time to another. We, we go one day at a time. We have a beginning and we have an end. And yet none of those things are true of God. Um, he doesn't have a beginning. He doesn't have an end. Um, and I would argue he is present right now in this moment, as much as he's Mm. present in the moment of the resurrection right now in this moment, Mm. um, as he is in the creation of the world in this moment, right? Like God is on a 
probably a better way to say it is like God is on a dimension that we don't comprehend or understand. Yeah. Or even yeah. have a reference for. Yeah. And I think I think it's helpful to us believers to um, recognize that from time to time um, because then you realize the vastness of God and, and how mm. powerful he really is. Um, but at the same time, um, personal and the same time he wants to be actively involved in individuals' lives um, and all the things. It's that, that weird dynamic of vastness and personal mm. um, of, of the character of God and who he is. <clears throat> um, I just think too, like, so much of God being on time is is really built around this idea that we think we know what the timeline should be, right? Like mm-hmm. the second part of that verse, you know, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promises as some understand slowness, right? God is at work. His, his plans are greater than you. Um, and he's orchestrating as he wants to orchestrate um, the things of this life. Um, and you're, you know, a blink of an eye, you know, you're a, you're a whisper as, as scripture says, um, I think, I don't know who said it, Proverbs writer or, or one of those limitations. Um, mm-hmm. so there's that piece too of like giving up control of what we think should be the right time. I think it's the big piece of all this. You know, we want God to intervene now when in reality, God, God may have something else going on and working out for the betterment of all those who love him. So we got to trust those things. Yeah. And man, you hinted at it that like, the end goal or the the natural step of of God being on time and in his own time um is actually for us to wait and and for us to uh take a posture of like trust in action by not taking action <laughs> like this isn't saying do nothing out of your own strength ever but when you take a decision in front of the Lord, when you're asking him for guidance or for him to show up in something and you don't see him immediately doing so, like my first reaction is usually to consider or actively take something into my own control, you know? And, and I think that's the, that's the piece Do where it it's myself. like, yeah, like, are you going to, are we, am I, Andrew, going to rely on God or am I, Andrew, going to take it in my own hands like that's the question we all should wrestle with and insert your name instead of mine um there you know and it's like waiting is like the least fun thing to do (laughs) when when i hate waiting man i'm impatient i probably have adhd to some degree um like i'm not good at waiting i'm not even good at resting like let alone waiting for something to happen or waiting for God to fulfill something that I'm asking him about or that I think he's going to lead a decision on. Like, dude, I just am bad at waiting, but we're supposed to wait on the Lord. You know, like Galatians 6, 9 says, and let us not grow weary of doing good for in due season we will reap even if we do not give up, if we do not give up, you know, and that's a little bit more about us, but it's the idea of like, everything has a season, you know, that's like common Christian language. We talk about a lot. Things are in season um, or in this season, I'm whatever, fill in the blank. But like, you got to be patient in the doing and trust that God will bring the results in his time. Um, Yeah, man, I feel like, yeah. is that, I think this is too like, 
right right along the same lines. Peter apparently wrote on the topic often, maybe because Peter was learning it himself. But yeah. um, this is First Peter, so this is the first letter Peter wrote, uh, chapter one or chapter five, verse five. Um, it says, "In the same way, you are uh, you who are younger, submit yourselves to your elders. All of you, clothe yourself with humility towards one another, because God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble." Um, humble yourself, therefore, under God's mighty hand, um, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast your anxieties on him because he cares for you. And I think it's just that piece of like <clears throat> trusting that God is on time and, and what he des- you know, what he desires to give and the plan he desires to orchestrate. Um, and you're a part of that plan. So things are going to. I don't, I don't want to say in the sense like work out for you. They're going to work out for your better, but they may not work out how you want them to work out. Yeah. Right. We talked yeah. about this a little bit with God is faithful. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's this level of humility that we as Christians, we as followers of Jesus have to function inside of because it's recognizing, oh, my ways aren't the best ways or, you know, my thoughts aren't the best thoughts. And um, I'm so far removed um, from how big God actually is and the level that he is orchestrating things on. Why would I think that I know what's best for me um, when God has a much better, you know, much um, better plan for, for me than I could ever have for myself. And I think that's where that verse seven comes in too, is like cast your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Yeah. Like while you're in the midst of this, I would assume you're wanting God to do something on a certain timeline because you have fear around it. You have anxiety around it. You have, um, you know, un- uneasiness around it. And you're trying to find, um, <clears throat> safety. You're trying to find comfort. Um, but in reality, like there may be something God wants to teach you in the midst of all this. And there's a reason that you're going through it. Um, and I think so often we miss out on those opportunities for growth in ourselves that God is trying to, to foster and create because we're choosing to stay, you know, um, selfish. We're choosing to stay comfortable. We're choosing to stay in these places where, um, God's trying to push us out of so we can see growth, right? Like we don't find growth in ourselves, um, as followers of Jesus, as people, um, as spouses, as, as siblings, as parents, as, friends as coworkers, like you're, you're not gonna find growth in these areas. Um, if you don't get uncomfortable, right? Like yeah. growth yeah. is found in the uncomfortableness of life. Like, you know, seek the discomfort um, that's going on. Um, because there's, there's something God's doing in the midst of that. And I think so often we want God on our timeline to do things the way that we want them to, um, that we forget there's a level of humility that we need to function inside of, um, to see these things and see, you know, God's mighty hand at work, um, in our lives and the lives of those around us. Dude, as you were talking, um, I know we've talked about the chosen a couple times, uh, but I'm finally watching through it. Jana and I are, and man, it's really good. But, um, the other night, a couple nights ago, we watched uh, one of the season two episodes, and and it was all about one verse. It was about a verse in Matthew four where it just says like Jesus healed you know all who were sick essentially, and uh, the whole episode start to finish was like the disciples waiting impatiently and like missing what was happening. Like they were at this camp, you know, they had walked there the morning of. And Jesus was in a tent with a huge line out the door um, of people coming one by one by one to confess, repent, and be healed of him, like miracle after miracle taking place. But the whole episode depicted this concept that the disciples were like annoyed by it. Like all of them were like, why is he doing this? And why is he doing this for Samaritans especially? But 
the main point is they're like, they were missing what God was doing. They were missing what Jesus was doing in that moment. They were focused on the idea of when is he going to declare himself the military leader and liberate our people from Rome? You know, like the Jewish people in the time Jesus lived, they were under Roman rule. And their whole thing, while Jesus was healing uh, people with broken legs and lepers and like all these diseases, they were like grumbling in the back of like, man, like I just got to keep doing crowd control. These people just keep showing up. Like, what are we even doing here? You know, they're missing the whole thing. And the cool part about that, like I I was watching the whole episode. I'm like, what's the next thing that's going to happen? And it just ended at the end where it was like, that was the end. But But to me, it was the question of like, do you actually see what God's doing in the moment? Um, because for them, Christ was healing all these people. They were believing in God. They were repenting, confessing, like he was actually bringing the kingdom in that way. All the people around him were waiting on the Lord to do something else. And you can't see it, but I used waiting in air quotes because they were like impatiently willing Christ to declare himself like the military dictator and overthrow the Romans, you know? He never did that. Like, spoiler alert, he did not do that um, when he was here on earth. Um, At least not yet. Not yet. But but it's. I say all that to say, I know that's like a, an episode of The Chosen, but I think was probably a real thing that his disciples were waiting on him to do that uh, that he did not do, which was overthrow the Romans. In my own life, I think I often miss what God is actually up to, where I have different timelines in mind for different things to happen. Um, I can think of a few examples of like stories in my life where I had a clear goal and I had a clear timeline laid out and God interjected and was like, no, like, (laughs) no, none of that's happening right now, you know? And then maybe I tried to weasel my way into, um, into my plan B or plan C. And it just kept being like, no, like, no, you're not waiting on me, you know? But in hindsight, Mm -hmm. I can like, I'll go fast on this, but like, dude, we almost bought three houses. Give me my next question. Yeah. was like, yeah. Share, share these stories where you had to wait on, yeah. on God. And I, I shared some of the this in the God is Faithful episode, but I'll just go into one part of it. Like when we first moved to Pennsylvania, we were under contract to buy houses multiple times, even as our house was like under contract to be sold. We kept losing people that were buying ours and having to stop um, the buying process here. But we had one literally that it was like, three days before we were going to close on the house, the buyer in Colorado fell through. We had to back out here and, you know, like lost some money, uh, super frustrated, like not a fun situation, you know? But as I look back now, I am super glad at God's timing in when we actually landed in a house It's a big thing, but it's also a small thing. It's like, you know, it's just a house. It's a place to live. But the place he put us in here is it serves us way better than we could have imagined. It put us around different neighbors than we would have imagined. Like all the things, you know, like I'm very thankful that we landed here, even though it was a rocky path to get here. 
Now in the moment when like my plan B and my, I'm going to take this whole thing into my control and just get us a house. Cause I'm sick of these conditions. You know, I'm sick of, uh, where we're at. I'm impatient for what's next. Like I was just taking things into my own control. And honestly we were settling on the house. It was like, this is fine. You know, it, it's fine. It'll be cool. Um, but God in that instance was forcibly like, Nope, you're going to wait on me. I'm not going to let any of that happen. We're backing you out of all of that. That's not where you're supposed to be. I'm planting you somewhere else, you know? So it was just one of those things where I'm like, yeah, it was, it was frustrating. It was, uh, expensive. It was stress provoking, but realistically I did all of that in my own control. Jen and I were impatient to find a house. We stopped really being that prayerful about it. We were much more just like, no, we're solving this. Like, we're going to solve this. We know our house will close next week in Colorado. We can align this. It'll work out. It'll be great. And God's like, wrong. (laughs) You know, wait for me. Like, I have a better thing in mind for you, but you're going to have to wait. So anyway, one of those moments where looking back, I'm like, if I could do it again, or if I could just talk to myself in the past, I'd be like, just wait. It's going to take longer than you like. It's going to be better than you could imagine. Just wait on the Lord. You know, can't talk to myself in the past like that. But yeah, man, any any examples hit you of like times when God has, has made you wait on him or, or when you've decided not to and then later <laughs> regretted it? Yeah. I think there's always that struggle of, you know, taking things into your own hands. And, you know, the second we take things in our own hands, you know, God is, God's power is no longer on display, <clears throat> right? Like, um, he doesn't necessarily intervene, um, depending on, you know, the greater plan that he has, he has a play. He's going to let you make those decisions. So there's plenty of those. I think right now in this season of trust, like, <clears throat> um, you know, we just got into a building as, as a church plant um, before we even had monthly services, which is, yeah. you know, crazy and a miracle in itself. Um, there's plenty of other things and blessings that we've had along the way um, to get to this place and the lease that we have and all those different things. But, um, you know, I, I think I just assumed that God would give us the chunk of money that we need to build this thing out in one fail swoop and then be like all set and good to go. Um, and that hasn't been the case. <clears throat> um, but, you know, as we're halfway through this project right now and looking back at, at what's been accomplished and what's been done and how we paid for it, um, like God's provided every step of the way. And, you know, when we have the next project coming around, um, you know, the money's in the bank account. And, hmm. um, you know, we've been praying to some extent, like we need some fishes and loaves kind of miracles here, God, like keep yeah. letting the money keep showing up. Yeah. Um, cause we're not exactly sure how we're going to play it out. And, and it has, and we've had some wow. big givers, you know, step up in some huge ways and, um, you know, we're able to, to sit very comfortably, right? Like mm. all our bills are well, the more than paid, there's plenty of money in the bank accounts right now to, to start the next couple of projects and, wow. um, you know, to launch weekly services and all these different things. But, um, it's all those little details that, um, for, for even just a team of people, you know, we have a small leadership team, but even just a team of people to figure out, like, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of casting vision and a lot of things that we don't necessarily do on a regular basis. So you miss it sometimes, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and yet in the midst of missing things, right, God is drawing people closer to the community and we're seeing the community expanded and we're seeing more buy-in in the community and people giving, you know, hours upon hours upon hours into these things and stepping up and taking on areas of ministry that need to be, you know, someone needs to care for and <clears throat> all those different things. And, you know, we've, we've seen fruit from it all. Um, but when you're in the midst of it and you get a blow along the way, um, mm. and for me, like financial blows are probably the biggest type. Like that's what stresses me out the most, whether it's, mm. you know, church money or personal money, like money stresses mm. me out, um, when it's not there or when it gets tight and, you know, you have those own thresholds in your own head. And when you get below mm-hmm. those thresholds, you start to freak out. But, mm-hmm. um, it's in those moments of freak out that we have an opportunity to stretch our faith, of not necessarily like, Hey God, this is how I want you to fix this right now. Like, you know, we need, we need $30,000 check. Like that's what we're asking for kind of thing. God, it's the little things of like, no, I'm going to just trust you in the way. And, um, Mm -hmm. we don't have to worry about, you know, that next big phase or that next big project that's down the road. Let's just worry about now. Yeah. I mean, whatever's in front of us. So it's that whole idea of just take the right next step. Like, I don't know how it's going to play out, but you can take a next step. So just take that next step as God provides them. Yeah. Um, so I, I think this season has been a huge, uh, I would hope it, it's a huge, you'll never know until after the fact, but yeah. um, or I shouldn't say you, you'll never know. You won't know until after the fact yeah. how much growth you, you come from seasons like this where you have to trust and um, you have to watch God uh, intervene and, and do the little things um, as they add up to become, you know, pretty big things. Yeah. Um, I'm just looking around, you know, I'm in the church building right now and <clears throat> just looking around and not just the things that we've accomplished up to this point, we've accomplished a lot. Um, but also the people that were involved. Um, yeah. If, you know, we had all the money, we probably would have just paid somebody, right? Totally. We'd, we'd have brought in yeah. contractors yeah. and, you know, tradesmen and, and done all the work for us which there would have no, been no true buy-in from our community at that point. You know, they're mm. just giving checks. Yeah, man. Um, well, I guess they're not giving checks. Our people give online. But um, but there was a bigger thing at, at play here that God was yeah. you know, orchestrating a community um, to yeah. grow closer together as we chase a common goal. And, um, you know, we're going to be so thankful for that, you know, a year from now, six months from now, um, yeah. then if it was all given to us in the moment and, you know, we didn't have to, you know, put some blood, sweat, and tears uh, into this place. Though I don't think we've actually had any blood yet. Um, I do. I <laughs> was will. remembering we you were will. building our you know, stage. Somebody will, somebody will skin <laughs> their finger or whatever. Yeah. Like, you'll have a little blood for sure. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> thanks for insurance. Um, but uh, I have a scar on my thumb that's in the shape of a cross. Or like, not really a cross <laughs> because it was a Phillips bit that went into Ooh. my finger. Uh, and it happened at my last church as we were building the stage out in, in one of the, the worship centers. Yes. And uh, we were building a, a stage again in here. And uh, well, that's all I could think of. I was like, I remember when that bit went right into my finger. Um, <laughs> hopefully this doesn't happen again. And it hasn't. Dude. No one's really, like, we're all older. So, like, our bodies yeah. ache. Uh, yeah. But beyond our bodies aching um, and that fun stuff. Um, Nobody's got No hurt. one's actually really hurt themselves, hurt themselves yeah. yet. So yeah. that's a huge win. Uh, but going back to the whole conversation, like God's, yeah. God's been on time. Um, yeah. Maybe not on my timeline. Um, yeah. I would have liked a much aggre- more aggressive timeline. <laughs> yeah. um, but the well, benefits dude, and the fruit let's be honest, of his timeline has been huge. If you, if you had, I know you like your job job, but for those of you who don't know, Josh works a full-time job and is planting a church. And planting a church is 
basically volunteer work with way more stress involved. <laughs> like you're not, not getting paid, like barely making bills, all of that. Um, but dude, say you had jumped the gun and, and said like, no, no, our church is growing. I need to go full time with this church immediately. And we need a building immediately. Like mm-hmm. think of like, you conceivably could have done that if you wanted. And and I'm not trying to like over pat you on the back. I'm just trying to give an example of like this could have all happened. You could have made a call like, no, no, we have giving of this. Like we, if we had full-time, true full-time pastor, like uh paid position. And this was my only focus mm-hmm. for the week. Like think of how much more we could get done. Maybe, but like that probably would have not been, God's will at this juncture, you know, maybe one day you'll be full time and that will be truly your full focus is, is leading the church. Who knows? Like hopefully, hopefully Hill city grows and has that kind of impact that that happens one day, but not there yet. But the ver the reason I say all that is you kept saying like, take the next right step. And I like to think in that way in my life too, of like, I don't know the end goal of all of this. I don't know exactly how it will, will play out. Maybe I do know the goal. I don't know all the steps to get there. So what's just the next right step or maybe the next two steps? Like what can we see now? And um, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Um I know we're talking about timing, but a big piece of actually believing in God's timing and trusting God to play things out as he will and in his timeline is um, is trust. Like, am I going to trust God with my time? Am I going to trust God with who my friends are? Am I going to trust job with or God with what my occupation is, what my money does, what my... Uh, entertainment is like all of these categories in our life that we make daily decisions on. It's like, am I actually going to trust God? Am I going to acknowledge him in all of my ways so that he can make my path straight? Or am I going to acknowledge him in a couple of my ways and kind of disregard him in many of my other ways? So like got a couple of straight areas of my life and many crooked ones. I'm not perfect. Josh isn't perfect. We're not saying we have this fully figured out. We're just two normal dudes doing our best. But, um, but yeah, man, like I, I was just thinking of that. Like when you're thinking of, Hey, I know the end goal that I see and, and I can just see the next right step toward getting there. I can't even see every step in between. Like, I think that's okay. And I think that's actually a place where we give God, like an openness of our own hearts to see what path he might have us take as opposed to like, no, we got all the money in the bank. I'm going full time. We're hiring contractors done, done, done. It'll be done in a month, you know, but you miss out on the actual pieces God had in, in the right path that maybe lead to like real life change in the now and deeper community in the now and a little more struggle all around. But, um, Anyway, man, I just wanted to mention that. Like, I think I love those verses. I, I I remember memorizing that way back in like kids' church, and that's that's a verse that's always stuck with me. And uh, 
maybe that's where the do the next right thing uh, thinking actually comes from. And we didn't tie it back there. So anyway. No, no, that's good. I I think, um, I, I think so often we jump the gun, right? Like, you know, God's plan is playing out and he's accomplishing things that he wants to accomplish in your heart and the hearts of others. Um, and yet we choose to, to push the timeline up because we can, right? We have the means, we have the whatever. And I think, you know, I just, I was talking with someone this morning and, you know, they feel like they should give 20% of their income this year away. And, um, just thinking through that of like, man, that's, that's a good chunk of money. Um, you know, especially to go from, you know, if you're just tithing, you know, 10% and, and doubling that in a year, like that takes some sacrifice and some planning and all those kinds of things. And, um, I just kept thinking of the woman at the temple um, that gave the two Mm -hmm. coins and Jesus just said like, you know, she gave what she didn't have. Like there's a good chance she gave that and didn't get to eat that day. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's the level of, of trust that God is asking from us. Like that's, that's the place that we get into. I'm not just talking about money. This this applies to so many areas of our lives. Yeah. Um, But it's that piece of like, I've created a um, scarcity about something about, uh, my resources about some, you know, some, some piece of, of my life that I'm not saying like requires God to intervene in the sense that I'm testing God, but requires God to intervene. So my trust, my faith in God mm-hmm. can increase, right? Like I've created that. So it's, it's giving those sacrificial ways for the sake of my own heart to find growth, uh, in my faith and my trust of, of those around us, um, or my faith and trust in God to affect those around us. Yeah. It just, it just like it always comes back to that, that level of humility you're willing to function inside of, which essentially says, I don't know. Right. Yeah. Like that's the humility piece right. is that I don't know. Right. I, like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to get there. I don't know um, how to, maybe I do know, but I'm choosing not to engage it um, yeah. because I want to see God at work um, in my life mm-hmm. and the lives around us. So I'm creating that, that, um, that gap uh, in, in my life. So God can, can fill those places and the spirit can, can dwell. So I just think that's a piece of this too. Like um, in those moments where we're we're waiting for God to be on time, um, I think is a a great place for us to practice these, these disciplines of, you know, I'm, I'm going to trust God. Like that's, that's going to be my MO. That's going to be my first choice. Um, When anxiety starts to show up as Peter talked about at first, first Peter, right? Like when anxiety starts to show up, cast those anxieties on, on God. Let mm-hmm. him um, walk with you through those things. Let's get to the root of why they are the fears that are attacking you or the fears of the unknown. Um, like talk through those things with God. You're going to find so much growth as a follower of Jesus, more importantly as a disciple of Jesus, um, that you're going to be better to your community. You're going to be better to your family. You're going to be better to you know those that you engage with. You're going to be on more on mission with what God is trying to do um, in your life and in the lives around you. Like You're going to be uh, you know more fruit to the kingdom. And I think too often we, we miss out on those things because we choose to take care of ourselves. We choose to, you know, exercise our own ability to make decisions. Um, when God's trying to direct us in a different way to, to create faith and trust in him. Um, you know, let go of the reins folks. It's the, the story of Christianity. Just let go of the reins. More of Jesus, less of you. It is. And it's the hardest part, at least for me all the time, you know, it, it's the hardest part, whether I'm taking my dog to the emergency room and playing through 
uh, scenarios of like past experience with, uh, with another dog and thinking like, how am I going to explain this to our four year old if we have to put her down tonight? Like that was the last night. And I'm like, God, I prayed for this dog. I prayed for her in faith. I'm taking her to the vet. And could you just spare our family the pain of this and Clementine the pain of this? It's a small thing. It's yep, a dog. It's it's not the greatest consequence in the world. But last night, it was heavy on my mind and heavy on my heart. And it was like, God, like, could you just, would you please, you know? And your will be done mm-hmm. in the midst of that. Whether I'm whether I'm explaining death on a level that my four-year-old needs to now know, if that's your timing for her to have some semblance of, cool, I will, but it's going to suck, you know? Fortunately, that didn't happen, but man, like in in life, it's the daily daily things like that, or whether it's like, man, I'm a couple bucks short, and I don't know how I'm going to pay these bills, or my dog is suddenly sick out of the blue, like, can you spare me this pain in my life, or my neighbor just showed up unannounced, or my friend called me out of the blue, and there's a heavy situation that... I need to pray for and give counsel on and like speak into like, it's the daily stuff. It's the daily rhythms and like the daily things that crop up that give us opportunities to trust God and trust his timing. Mm -hmm. Um, Or to go like, I'm just going to take this into my control. I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to fix it. And maybe I'll pray about it in reflection, uh, you know, two or three days from now when I'm next praying, like, I'm not knocking anybody by saying that. I'm talking from personal experience. You know, like it's it, it, I, Jana, uh, my wife, yesterday, um, she was just like, you know, my goal is to try to make prayer my first response to things. And I thought that was really powerful. And uh, and I'm like, that mm-hmm. that should be my goal too. Like that's, that is the goal, but it's hard to live out in the moment. And uh Anyway, man, I, I'm going on and on. I'm just trying to say, like, it's in the small, it's in the day-to-day stuff where we have the chance to trust God. It's not always signing a, a contract or a lease for a big space or buying a house or these things that happen every once in a while. It's really in the daily, like, what stresses you out in the day, in a day, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday. Yeah. Like these can be different answers every day. Might be you have too many meetings on Tuesday. Might be something with your dog on Wednesday, you know? But those are the moments to show up and say, like, God, do I trust your timing? Do I trust you to show me the next right step? Do I trust you to be in the circumstances of my day? And and will I look to you to do things when I'm just like I can't do it or I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't take it into my control. So um, I don't know, man, there's a lot of opportunities to practice this in, in my life and probably in yours too. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, like there's plenty of reasons you can come up with not to not good reasons. Don't get me wrong. Like, yeah, but we do it all the time. Um, And as you were talking, I was just thinking of Jesus's words. Um, This is Matthew shoot Matthew six. Um, he said, therefore I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body or what you'll wear. Um, is not life more than food or your body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in the barns. I mean, yet their heavenly father feeds them. Are you, uh, are you not much more valuable than they, um, can they, can any of you, um, 
by worrying add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See the flowers that grow in the field? Um, they do not labor or spin. Um, yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow will be thrown into the fire, he will, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So don't worry, uh, saying, or so do not worry, saying, what shall I eat or what shall I drink or what shall I wear? For the pagans run um, all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But for, seek first the kingdom, uh, his kingdom and his righteousness, and all the things will be given to you. Uh, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. I just think it's that piece of like, we've got to learn to let go um, and not worry about the seven steps that we may have to take after, yeah. you know, it's that planning piece that we feel comfortable in, right? And it's it's letting go and just being in the moment of, yeah. I don't know what's going to happen next. Um, I'm not going to plan necessarily what's going to happen next. Um, and I'm just going to go, you know, whatever the right next step that Jesus is leading me to, and I'm going to be blown away by by the power that that comes from Christ that starts to fill my life and the lives of those around me because I chose not to be taken by worry and choose to trust um, that God is always going to be on time um, with his with his plan. Yeah. But yeah, man. That was my final thoughts, buddy. What was yours? Dude, I love it, man. I love it. And I'm, I'm so glad you read those verses because it's true. And uh, I just hope that if you're listening, if you're somebody listening to this podcast, that you can just be reminded that exactly like Josh said, the food of the day, uh, the drink of the day, the clothes of the day, like these are the things that God knows we need. And these are things that God provides. And it's not just material stuff. He also provides friendships and people that we can minister to and with and community that we can choose to be in. Um, and man, it's, I'll just say like, it's so tempting to always want a five-year plan, you know, for your life. Like I want to see, I want to see down the road. I want to see it far down the road and it's good to have goals, right? It's good to have goals in our life of like, I know I want to be that type of person a year from now. I know I want to do this trip a year from now. There's nothing wrong with that, but to say, God, like, here's my will. If it's yours, then let it be done. If we're aligned, then let it be done. If it's not, I'm ready to let go of it. You know, like that's the posture that I think God wants from us in our in our day-to-day life and in our long-term planning life is just like hey, I have some ideas, I have some hopes, I'm human. But God, my will is is subservient to your will. So let your will be done. You know, uh with whatever the circumstances. So I think we we build that muscle for the long term when we do it in the short term and when we think about just today and just tomorrow, you know, like that next step, God, what's that next right step? Form us there. And when we, when we start doing that more and more, God's like, yeah, you look how far you've come, you know, like you actually trust me at a deeper way. You have actually seen me show up in my timing a lot of times now. So of course you're going to trust me with that longer term thing or that bigger thing. Um, so anyway, man, it's, it's a daily, it's the daily walk. I wasn't going to say the daily grind, but it's the daily walk and there's a lot of awesome stuff in it. And honestly, Mm -hmm. life is lighter and more fun 
and and more mm-hmm. enjoyable and more mystery filled when we can go through a day and just say, what's the next right step for today, God, instead of I got to have a plan for the year. I got to have a plan for a decade. Yeah. Like we don't get to do that. <laughs> we don't need that. God has that plan. We can just lean into the next step. So anyway, man, I know I'm saying the same thing again and again, but that's my that's my practical yeah. takeaway that I, was just thinking, I want to remember. Were, yeah. As, as you're recording the Lord's Prayer, that should be our next series. We, we have a fair mm-hmm. amount of distance to go on this series as we keep talking about the character yeah. of God and the attributes of God. I think yeah. it's important, but I think that'd be our next series where we dig into Dude. the the I Lord's Prayer and why did Jesus mm-hmm. say what he said? Yep. What does yep. it mean? How do you live it out? That'd be a good one. Yeah. So we, Absolutely. Hey, thanks for listening. We appreciate you guys. Um, uh, thanks for taking the time. Hopefully we're helpful to you. And if we were, you know, reach out to us. You can uh, email us at hello at thisuselifepodcast.com. We'd love to hear those stories. Um, share us with your friends and all that fun stuff uh, to get the word out. Hopefully, um, you know, we can bring hope to, to the darkest of places uh, that we have influence in and around. Um, so let's be a part of that change of the gospel, bringing the gospel to um, those that we come in contact with. Andrew, my buddy, my friend, as always, good to see you. Good to see you, my friend. See you soon. Thanks for listening to our show. It really means a lot to us, and we hope that it helps bring you closer in your relationship with Jesus and with other people. And it also helps us out if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now, sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you. We want to hear from you. You can email us at hello at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. You can message us on Facebook and Instagram. Or you can just visit us at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. But seriously, thanks for listening.